What's up everybody, it's Dan, Binder Boneyard, coming at you from the office. Uh, it is middle of the day because it has been hotter than hell here. Um, so this morning I took care of stuff outside before it got real hot. And uh, now that it's real hot, I'm inside where it's slightly cooler and uh, figured I'd burn out a couple of these podcasts you guys seem to love so much um i appreciate that appreciate you guys listening in and following and enjoying them uh just keep doing them there's a chance that the format might change here to more um i don't know what you call it joe rogan style where there will be video to accompany the audio so you may not um have to just listen to your at your normal podcast location but actually you can see it on youtube or something like that we'll see what happens i'm still working on that it's probably going to be a little bit before we actually make it happen but uh yeah that was part of the point of me building the office uh at the house um the office slash spare bedroom <laughs> don't don't get to thinking that i'm uh too fancy uh, it is it's really a bedroom that has a couch in it uh, that I can work at so um, that's probably where I'll record from in the future if we do the, uh, the video version because uh, the office is a mess if you've ever looked at any of my um, you know videos or selfies uh, from the office it's a nightmare um, yeah I'm just not good at organization but anyways um, yeah we'll see it depends on the feedback and what people want but uh you know we may do that may not it just depends um but anyway uh if you have been following along on the socials at all uh it's been a few weeks since i've made a podcast but i picked up the uh international motor home a while back uh it's a 73 uh, 1310 motorhome. I don't know who built it. There was no ID tags, no data plates, nothing inside that. Um, the ID, nothing that could tell us who made it. All the decals were gone. Everything was gone. Um, it had been used pretty hard. There's a lot of dings and dents and cuts and tears in the skin and the roof. Um, animals have been living in it, uh, just little mice and stuff like that. They, there were kids using the motorhome as a um, playpen or play fort, you know, whatever, uh, for quite a few years. Um, before that, uh, these folks were letting people live in it uh, while they, you know, quote unquote, got back on their feet. Um, so it had a a rough life um, it had started out in um, the the line set ticket shows that it was delivered to the IH dealer in Corona California and then that's where it runs out there had to have been a RV builder down in that area I tried to Google stuff like that and you try and Google it and all you get are you know addresses for current 
RV sellers and things like that. So I kind of gave up on that uh, fairly quick. <clears throat> but uh, it made its way to Idaho. Uh, it looked like it had been registered in Idaho for several years. And then in the mid-80s, it made its way to Central Oregon. Uh, it was owned by a family in Bend, Oregon. And then in 2001, was sold to the folks I got it from. That was the last time it was registered, was 2001. So supposedly, it got driven around some... Uh, and the lady thought that they had parked it in 2009 for some reason. I think she said there was a fuel delivery problem. And um, so then it turned into a playpen and a kid's, you know, uh, homeless shelter. And so anyways, I bought it uh, early this year and kind of on a whim um that you know popped up in a craigslist ad with a bunch of other cars and um you know steve showed it to me and i called on it immediately and the lady was super receptive and then she called back later and she was like hey there's a guy out in sisters that's really after it too and i was like oh was his name ben and she's like, yeah, how do you know? I'm like, oh, because he's an international guy too. And she's like, yeah, that's what he said. And I was like, well, then I'm on my way to get it. Because uh, I knew that it was too cool of a rig to let it end up anywhere else. So uh, I went out and got it. And it was a monster. Um, it filled up my trailer. It's got a pretty long wheelbase. Uh, I think we measured it out. That its total length is 22 feet, which is a couple feet longer than my travelette. So it's a it's a substantial motorhome. Um, but like I said, it had a lot of damage. Um, the roof was falling down. The saving grace of this whole thing is that it is steel framed. There was no wood in the structure the only thing that had wood was the floor and it was good the floor is rock solid but what had happened was the aluminum skin on the roof and the siding had been punctured by who knows what just carelessness and um, it had water had leaked in and soaked into the insulation and then the fiber board headliner and the wood paneling that made up the cabinetry and that kind of stuff that had taken on some moisture and the paneling had fallen down the cabinets still were okay but mice had you know peed on everything there was a mouse house in the oven that was like like the size of a five gallon bucket like it was just massive there was mouse crap everywhere Apparently a cat had been living in there with the, whoever the last homeless family was. And so there was cat crap everywhere. And, you know, the aroma of cat urine. Um, so, yeah, all the appliances have been taken out except for the stove. And I think they were using the stove to heat the camper because there was no furnace. There's It was all gone. Um, 
so yeah it was it was on its way out it was either you know I needed to save it or it was gonna get scrapped because um, it just yeah it was it was rough so anyway brought it home and the first thing we needed to do with it uh, was that for a while well we figured out what we were gonna do but uh, I decided that we needed to uh, at least make it run and see what shape the engine was in and go from there so threw a carburetor on it um, threw some fuel in a can and just ran the fuel pump off of a can and it actually ran really well uh, surprisingly well and which which made me very happy it only has 94,000 miles so that uh, that goes a long ways in my book so after we knew that the motor was good I decided that uh, you know throw some brake fluid in it and see if I could actually drive it well as soon as we put brake fluid in it it just started pouring out one of the wheel cylinders couldn't get the master to pump up so we knew that it needed serious brake work and so that you know kind of grounded us for a while but I, I ended up getting all the wheel cylinders shoes and it has massive I mean, for back then, uh, they're 12 by 3s, front and rear, and uh, inch and an eighth wheel cylinders and stuff like that. So it was, you know, they were pretty heavy-duty brakes. I mean, it was a 1310, and when you look up parts for it, it actually comes up as a motorhome chassis. It's not just 1310 pickup. It's 1310 MHC. So I thought that was kind of cool. But... Uh, did wheel cylinders and spring kits and everything front and rear hoses and all that new master cylinder and uh, it took a little bit but we got the brakes um, working and uh, decided to take it for a spin so this motorhome being a 1310 is equipped with all of the bells and whistles that you would hope for and expect in a motorhome air conditioning, power steering, power brakes, you know, all that good stuff. But uh, one of the bonuses is it has a T34 overdrive 5-speed, which is amazing. Um, not so amazing to drive. Uh, it is, the overdrive is super helpful but the third to fourth split is terrible um, you know when you're in fourth and it starts to really lug down like climbing a grade and then you shift it into third it just screams to keep the same speed you know if you're <laughs> if you're at 1200 rpms at 40 miles an hour and you shift into third now you're at 3300 rpms at 40 miles an hour like there's no in between but uh, it has an RA15 rear end which is the you know heavy duty 10,000 pound GVW rear end that International made and um, the lowest or I guess tallest gear that you could get for an RA15 is a 430 which is a bizarre number I don't know I don't I don't know why but uh, yeah 430 so that's why you got to have that overdrive uh, because 
man, 430 with a four speed, your, you know, top speed is 60, maybe. Um, so the overdrive is a, was a saving grace. So ended up taking it for a trip, trip around the block and actually ran really well. Uh, it stopped pretty decent. So then, then, then it was on. We, uh, decided to hook up one of the fuel tanks. I rebuilt the fuel selector valve and um, started running it off of the passenger side tank and ran fine. Um, the lady thought that the fuel problem was in the selector valve so that's why I rebuilt I rebuilt the selector and and then ran it and uh, we didn't have any fuel problems uh, with it. So since we knew that it was going to be a viable driver then we gutted the interior the the motor home part you know took the stove out threw it away just tore all the cabinetry out all the paneling that was falling down all the roof insulation um, all that stuff came out um, you know it kind of felt bad tearing it apart but it really kind of needed to happen uh, so now it's pretty much just a big rectangle in there. It's like a, a U-Haul now. Um, and it, um, you know, being lighter now, I'm sure we shaved probably a thousand pounds out of it, maybe even a touch more. Uh, it really, it goes down the road real nice. Like I was really surprised how well the motorhome drove. Um, so we did a bunch of other stuff, little miscellaneous things. You know, we greased all the U-joints, changed all of the fluids. Um, oh, ended up putting, you know, of course, new hoses, new belts, new water pump, um, seven-blade fan, clutch fan. Got a mechanical or got a clutch fan on there. Um, you know, flushed everything out. And uh, you know, grease the kingpins and the steering joints and, you know, new power steering fluid, all that kind of stuff. Just did a, a once over, got some new tires on it. Uh, it had eight lug split ring wheels and um, we ended up getting some standard dually wheels and putting on there with some new tires and, um, you know, just gave it the once over. And... We, in typical fashion, finished it the night before we were leaving. So, we packed our bags, got everything loaded up on Thursday night. We had decided that we were going to take this motorhome on a trip to a get-together called Steam Up. And Steam Up is a tractor show in, um, in the valley outside of Salem, Oregon, where they do you know steam engines and logging exhibits and just all kinds of stuff. Um, and so it's only 130 miles from here to there. And if you know us, 130 miles is like a trip to the store. Like, it, you know, that doesn't bother me at all. Like, it doesn't, I don't even think about it. 130 miles, like, geez, 
that's a you know an afternoon run so we decided that we were going to take the motor home to steam up there's one pass you got to go over sandy m uh we go from 3,000 feet to 5,000 feet uh, in 12 miles and uh, and then it's all downhill to Salem which is at like 200 feet so you know it was going to be a brake test for sure um, but we took the motor home home loaded it on Friday afternoon uh, and then hit the road for steam up it was a hundred and five degrees when we left the motorhome was not stoked it was running hot uh, like 220 most of the time and um, so you know I guess I missed that part it's a 392 improved cooling uh, so heads are kind of vulnerable those 392s like to crack heads um, and it was just hot just running hot and I don't blame it, you know, at some point they had replaced the front or the radiator with a two core. So it wasn't getting all of the cooling that it deserved. Um, and, you know, even with our, you know, oh, and it, we didn't have a shroud. That was the other thing. I got a seven blade fan, but without a shroud, it just doesn't pull enough air. So, you know, I mean, I'm. I'm not uh, complaining about it running hot uh, because there's stuff that was missing and not adequate. So I understand why it was hot. Um, but anyways, 105 and yeah, trucks running hot. So we get to uh, outside of Sisters, Oregon, just before the climb up the grade um, to Sandy M Pass. And uh, this and this trip, it was also Steve was following us in his uh, 1210 with a camper um, on the flatbed and uh, you know he was doing fine too he was running kind of warm but his truck is set up a little differently so uh, he was more prepared and uh, so we made it the initial I don't know what 30 miles from the house to um, Camp Sherman where we pulled over and um, truck was doing fine so we decided we were going to go for it, but we want to let everything cool down first. So we, um, you know, stopped, opened the hood, um, just let the motor cool down, cycle the, the coolant a couple of times. You know, you start it, you run it at a thousand RPMs for two minutes and then you shut it down. And then, you know, you do that. Uh, I did that about once every 10 minutes for an hour and uh, we got her down the the temp gauge was in like 180 175 range and so we decided to go for it uh, and made the grade you know 12 miles uh, it pulled i was very surprised um the it was in overdrive and we hit the base of the grade right there by subtle lake and i had to downshift into fourth and I just floored it and you could hear the secondaries open up you know they just the whole tone of the truck changes and we were doing 40 or what was it God, I can't remember like 43 miles an hour at Subtle Lake and in fourth gear with it floored when I hit the top of the grade so almost 2,000 feet of elevation climb in 
10 miles now, uh, we were doing 59 miles an hour. So it had more than enough power to climb that grade. Uh, of course, like I said, it's empty. But just the fact that it pulled like it did really surprised me. And uh, surprised Steve, too, because I ended up leaving him behind. Like he, We had to slow down at the top and wait for him to, to catch up. Uh, the truck did heat back up. You know, we got back up to 220, 230 there at the very top. And uh, I wasn't too concerned because, like I said, we had to pretty much coast all the way down into Salem, which is another, you know, like 80 miles of just downhill pretty much. So, of course, the motorhome cooled down. Um, we made it all the way into Salem at like 190 degrees. Um, we got a little bit warm on the freeway because we were running 70 miles an hour. Uh, up into Brooks where the show was but we made it to Brooks just in time for check-in at the campsite and um, we got all set up and uh, you know it was actually it was real nice uh, I was really surprised you know we just threw an air mattress in the back and you know aired it up and threw down some bedding and we had a couple of coolers one of the coolers was uh, an electric kind of refrigerator not a true fridge, but like a cooler, I guess. And it ran off of the camper wiring because the camper, you know, the trailer's got a trailer. Motorhome has two batteries. So one battery is, you know, dedicated to to the camper. So um, it ran on that. It, you know, we charge our phones and everything was, was great. You know, it's, uh, it's kind of a nice uh, feeling when you can... You know, you get to stand up to put your pants on and get dressed instead of like in a tent where you're hunched over or, you know, you're trying to get dressed laying on your back or whatever. Um, so, you know, it was, uh, it was a very, it was a good trip. Um, Josie hates the thing. She does not like the, uh, <laughs> the motorhome at all. <laughs> but uh, it, it's, it's pretty rough. If you haven't seen pictures, you know, it's one step above a homeless camp. Um, you know, it's a crappy brown color. It's beat up. It looks like hell. But uh, you know what? It's, it runs great and it drives great. So that's all that matters in my book. Uh, I'm function over fashion every time. And, uh, you know, it's probably what it's going to say on my headstone. But, yeah. I couldn't have been happier with the whole thing. I mean, all the gauges work great. Uh, we ended up averaging 10 miles to the gallon, almost exactly 10 miles to the gallon uh, on that trip. So I was stoked about that. But what's really funny is that Steve's truck also got exactly 10 miles to the gallon. So I'm going to give you some details, and if you want to write it down, I suggest you do it because... It's going to be an interesting experiment. So the motorhome, 392 improved cooling, T34 overdrive, five speed, RA15 rear with 430 gears, and 235 8516 tires, which are roughly 31 inches tall. I do not know what the motorhome weighs. We weren't able to weigh it. Steve's truck, 345, T98, 4-speed, 
Dana 60 rear, 44 front, but Dana 60 rear with 410 gears and 33 inch tires. So he got exactly the same mileage with a smaller engine, less transmission gears, taller axle gears, and bigger tires. So I don't know if it's an RPM range thing or if it's a weight thing. He scaled out fully loaded at 8,050. Well, that's the camper, you know, the truck, the truck empty weighs about 5,000. So, you know, he's running 3,000 pounds worth of camper and gear and then all that wind, you know, and he was taller. If you see the pictures online, his truck, you know, with the camper and everything, it stands up at probably six inches higher than the top of the motorhome. So he was hitting more wind and, you know, different gearing and all of that. Uh, he had a two. He has a two barrel 2300 Holly. I have the four barrel 4150, and um, you know, like, so for us to get the same mileage, I, I don't know. It just is strange that uh, with those features for us to get the same. Uh, we're both running Protronics ignition. Both had fresh tune-ups. Um, he was running regular. I was running uh, super because I did not want to. I was trying to avoid any kind of vapor lock or fuel delivery problem. And so I had, you know, the, the passenger side tank is only 16 gallons. So I just took out a small loan from the credit union to fill it up. And um, so, you know, it wasn't, uh, I, I, you know, different fuel in it. I know that makes a difference on some vehicles. But uh, yeah, I don't know. But to get exactly the same mileage, it was really kind of funny um but no i was super happy with how everything went and um we're going to use the motorhome a few more times this summer i'm probably going to get it ready for king of the hammers in february and then um the motorhome will be for sale after that so you're looking probably february march you're going to see the motorhome hit the market so if you are interested in it um let me know sooner than later I can get you on a list or you know we can talk about it but for now excuse me we're gonna run it and uh, enjoy it a little bit more and then um, we'll turn it over after some more refinements and fine-tuning but for now yeah we're just gonna enjoy it but uh, yeah so that's the motorhome if uh, if you know you got any other questions let me know and uh, I'll try to answer them but uh, but yeah, pleasantly surprised with how well it went, my purchase, all that stuff. So um, yeah, don't count those old motorhomes out because I know they're out there, and a lot of them are lower miles. So mechanically, they're probably in good shape. But anyway, um, hope you guys enjoyed that, and um, probably have some more stories later. But uh, till next time, I'm Dan from Binder Boneyard. Mm -hmm.